Hey everybody, it's Moses here from those uh, those Dynamics guys, and on today's Moses and the Ten Commandments podcast, um, I'm going to be chatting to somebody that's in the social space of the Dynamics aspects, and is actually not afraid to share. So what I mean about that is getting onto all those social platforms, not being scared to share. Um, we're going to be uh, talking with uh, Beth Beryl. Uh, Burrell, sorry, my bad. Um, and we'll be sharing some insight into some of the questions to come. So we welcome Beth. Beth, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Yeah, super well. I'm looking forward to uh, having a little bit of a break. Obviously, the time zone differences are, 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 are quite substantial. So I know it's morning for you, late evening for me, and actually just looking forward to going home. Oh, well, yeah, it's, uh, I had a leave evening as well as, you know, in technology, it's never a eight to five job. So hundred percent, hundred percent. A quick question before you, uh, before we get into the rest is how do you know Lucy, uh, Moscat? Um, it's actually through the community, she, you know, she's CRM and she's seen my name and I've seen hers and she reached out to me. Um, we were having a little bit of a Twitter, uh, I'll call it a Twitter war because a different <laughs> opinion, not she yeah. and I, but me and somebody else. And she's like, Hey, why don't they understand? Because I am a very big customer advocate and somebody else was talking, you know, from the Microsoft side. Yeah. So again, I, I don't want to call it war cause it's a friendly discussion, but that's, you know, good bent. Um, I would say it's good bent in that essence from that side. Yes. Yes. Awesome. And awesome. so now she, she and I are fast friends, right? We, we, Talk all the time now via, you know, Twitter. <clears throat> okay, so I'm gonna, I'll, I'll hit up Lucy afterwards just to confirm that BFF, BFFS statement from that side. So looking forward <laughs> to that. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. So what I'm gonna do is ten questions. Here we go. Question number one: What is the best thing about being you? Um, well, being a mom is, you know, typical answer is my son. Okay. I've, um, I've taught him to be very open-minded and to, you know, absorb everything. And I love seeing that come out of him. So I think, you know, of course, being a mom, I think he's going to conquer the world, but he's 13. And so far he has not disappointed. <laughs> oh, geez. That's uh, so, so, if, uh, I mean, I've got a little one myself. Um, and I think the thing is at the end of the day, I think there's moments in the day or within a period or something that just put you in awe um, and I think that's what's great about having having little ones around because I think uh, as, as I can hear is that you're a very proud mom and you're actually quite a um, how can I say not so clingy mother by the sounds of it so I really that's kudos some serious kudos to you on that side and one thing I always tell them is if if there's something you don't like make sure you don't do do it you know whether it's what mom says or or a friend says just make sure you know, make note of it and don't do it to somebody else. Great stuff. Great stuff. I like that. I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to teach uh, my little one that from that side. Okay. Question <laughs> number two, if you could put your brain, so let's, let's think about this. If you could take your brain, which is obviously with all the social information that's out there, put it in a robot and live indefinitely. Would you? Okay. That's a really tough question. I would say if I could take my emotions out of everything, mm -hmm. I would love to. But I am the kind that I am very reliant on my friends and my family and my colleagues, um, you know, for emotional support as well as technical support. Uh, what I mean is, you know, you need someone to encourage you to, to step out of the box. You, you know, I, didn't, I used to be very shy and quiet, so I need, I need my friends to encourage me to do things. Um, so if I could take the emotion out of it, I would love to do that. But if I could not, 
I don't want to watch my friends, you know, go and come and not be there anymore. So that's um, pretty much the hard part because I am emotional. Yeah. Look, I mean, for me personally, I think if, if without having emotion as human beings, uh, I think we, we actually lose ourselves uh, personally. That's myself. And uh, I, I hear you in terms of saying that uh, it's it's an all-in-one pitch. It's a, it's a, it's a all-in-the-one box. You can't just have uh, one or the other, or and that's it. So, no, 100% agree. Um, and without further ado, I would have to. I, sorry, I just I, I'm just trying to picture it. Why why are we so emotional as human beings? I'll have to answer that. I'll have to ask myself that question at a later stage. Okay, question number three. <laughs> question number three. You can broadcast, if you could broadcast one sentence to every TV channel and radio in the world and have it translated to each country's language, this one's especially for you, what sentence do you say? Hi, you want me to stop at one sentence, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I'm trying to, for you especially, I'm just trying to put it down into one sentence. <laughs> I. You know, I hate, and I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about everything. Stop being sheep and think for yourself. Stop being Don't, cheap. Yeah, sheep, 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 sheep like oh, sheep. Yeah, yeah, sheep. Okay. And um, and because everybody seems to follow everybody else, whether it's social media, and someone says I like this, or a big corporation says go this way, um, as well as politics. You know, people hear one sentence or see one paragraph. And if it's somebody who's influential, they follow. Okay. So, you know, it's just like with Dynamics 365 or anything. You know, there's some things I like about it and some things I wish they would not do. But I'm making those choices for myself. I'm not just because Satya says go with it. It's not, I'm not just going with it. You know, again, it's, it's you outweigh the pros and cons and then make your mind up. And I think sometimes we need to challenge those um, those ideas that come out and, and, and are released. And I think that's the beauty about it is that, like you're saying, if we are sheep, but <laughs> um, yeah. that we effectively, we, we, do, we, we can't have insight. We don't have that perspective. We can't see it from somebody else's eyes. And I agree with you there. I um, totally agree with you. And I think in terms of anything that we do in life, sometimes you have a partner in life or friends, like you're saying, and you always step back and you say, what do you think about this? How would you do it? And I think uh, sometimes the people that do follow uh, forget to ask those forget to ask those questions. And that's I was in twice this year. I was in a Microsoft session where they were asking for feedback. Yeah. And again, I'm giving I'm I'm one of those people that unfortunately or fortunately, whichever you see it, <laughs> is I give unfortunately love it. Yeah. I give I give honest feedback, but I'm not being mean. I'm not saying oh this stinks or I'm I'm just saying hey it's you know this is frustrating or. You know, I'm, I'm trying to give them honest feedback. Mm. And then you have people out there who are saying, no, no, that's not true. Everything's wonderful. Everything's great. And I don't think Microsoft is looking for agreement all the time. They're looking to improve the way things are. And that's why they have these customer or partner sessions because they want true feedback. Again, they don't want you in there and be irate and, and yell and all that. But there's a way to have a a um, civil conversation and explain why a feature or something that they're doing is not, you know, plausible or not, you know, good for the community without it being totally negative. Right. And, and that's what frustrates me. I, I don't, both meetings, there were two or three P 
people in there that were like, yeah, yeah, no, no, she's crazy, you know. <laughs> she's so, crazy. Um, oh, I mean, how do you react to somebody? How do you react to something like that? Oh, no, she's crazy. I, I don't know. I would get a little bit upset. I'd just say to him, hang on, yeah, you know, how did, how did, you, how did you manage that situation when somebody said to you crazy? And, and again, I don't, I don't, honestly, I, I kind of laugh because I, I kind of <laughs> like the, the, I like being the outlier, right? Yeah. In, in a way. I mean, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the ostracized, but I like being the outlier because it, I think it's well received because people who always agree with you, you tend to think they're, um, you know, brown nosing you or not telling the truth. And when they say, um, you know, you're crazy, I'll just say, well, I've run into this situation. I give them examples. Maybe you haven't run into that yet you know I, I try not to call people out or yeah. you know get into it but but i'm just trying to be honest and that's the key and that's a good trait and uh, that's uh, that's something i really admire in people is uh, when they have that type of that and also the discussion points and have a little bit of compromise and empathy also for our customers and i think that's that's a big difference from that side okay cool number four question number four Moving on now, uh, what has been the funniest direct message you have got from somebody in social media, and how did you react to it? Um, well, um, I got some uh, <laughs> someone text me or sent to me, "Are you all sex?" instead of "set." Oh yeah. And um, so you know, after I stopped laughing for a while, uh, I said, uh, "Please reread your 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 text." Yeah. Or your direct, your uh, what I am, and we had a good laugh about it. It's you know people don't type well, or I joke around. I have dyslexia of the hands sometimes. Uh, yeah. Um, and so I was you know I was in tears laughing. So uh, some people you know in today's world especially people take things very wrong sometimes. Um, but you know you got to look at what the context is, right? And so we had a big laugh. And to this day, when I talk to him, um. And we talk about something. And I said, "Oh, I'm all sex," you know. So oh, that, um, that is awesome. So again, like I said, you got to take people. You know, you got to take people for who they are. You know who's, you know, if you look down, you know who's being mean or you know or not right, and who's just typed wrong. You know, mm -hmm. typed something wrong. No, no. Look, I, may may I steal your line, dyslexia of the hand? May I steal that line? Because I of think I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to use that whenever I type out wrong and also emails to clients. I'm going to say, sorry, please excuse me. I've got dyslexia of the hand, and then I think that's going to be a great conversation starter. So I'm going to steal Beth's dyslexia of the hand line so thank you very much for that Perfect. one awesome awesome all right question number five if you could disinvent so let's repeat that if you could disinvent one thing what would it be oh god i'm gonna be very unpopular for this but <laughs> i got guns i would disinvent guns i think there you know people would still do bad things but uh, you know but you you know before guns they they killed animals for food, right? Yep. Before guns, they did a lot of things. Um, and even now, a lot of countries are not big on guns. And if, if you know, if someone comes in my house with a knife compared to a gun, I have more of a chance. Um, but it's just overall, guns have been used in a horrible way. There are some good uses. But again, if you want to hunt or thing, use a bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can. I 100% I uh, agree with you to a certain degree there. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of my background, just so that I can I, I see where you're coming from. I grew up in like farm farmlands within South Africa. Uh, from a young age, I did have a gun within my hand. At the age of nine, I did have a large rifle. 
and what I actually found was um, after after a particular while, I never became that gun crazy type of person. And then the reason being is like you're saying now is that you see the world around you and the, the, it, there's good uses. There's been cases where people have actually used it to save their lives. But I think there's obviously a lot of um, errors that actually do happen with with children or anybody handling the, the actual weapon at, at, at hand. And, and sometimes those mistakes could have saved lives. And I think uh, if we didn't have it or the invention wasn't there, I think we would have been back in the bone area ages and running after animals and coming up with awesome poisons, as they would say, quote, unquote, people. We're not talking about, um, how can I say, the, the way of doing things. But yeah, definitely there, there are some pros and cons. And uh, I, I agree to, with you to a certain extent. And, that, and, and then it's true. So I like that one. I really love that invent uh, scenarios all right cool next question number six what is the weirdest thing a guest has done at your house um okay well that's gonna be people are um gonna be my son had a neighbor over yeah and he wasn't being particularly kind. This was about two years ago. Okay. And so I, he got in trouble and I sent him home, the neighbor home. <laughs> okay. And an hour late, I have a little small, I have a little small patio. I mean, it's really teeny. It's the size of a sliding glass door. Okay. And an hour later, I walk, you know, I'm giving my son a lecture about being nice to guests, whatever. I walk out and the boy is sitting on my patio, back patio. Okay. The, the boy that you've just chased away now. Yes, okay. yes. And after my son was being mean to him on top of everything, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I asked him, and he goes, well, I didn't know if you were telling the truth or not. <laughs> so um, so I sent him home again, and the next morning, I wake up, and he's sitting on my porch in his pajamas. Okay, perseverance, and, okay, yeah. And so, uh, you know, you asked the weirdest, and that was a little strange. And I... Um, I talked to him, you know, I felt bad for him because I felt like he was looking for a friend. Um, but I tried to explain to him, you know, the social graces of things. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and, and also some sort of privacy as well. I think that makes a bit of a difference. Yes. And, and again, you know, at certain ages, some kids are have common sense and some don't. Right. So um, and that was the end of it. He, he never did that again. But um, it was pretty strange. I've never had that before, especially yeah. like I said, it's not like I had this huge patio or he's across the yard. It was literally, yeah, you look out the sliding glass door, he's there. <laughs> Imagine being in your PJs, having a cup of coffee, open up the uh, open up the curtains, as we would say, or the blinds, and all of a sudden you see this image there. I would I would actually, particularly myself, have a bit of a, a brown moment there. Yeah, I, I agree. I, did, I probably was a little bit annoyed. Um, but again, if it was an adult, it'd be different than if it's, you know, an, a you know, 11-year-old kid. <laughs> no, true, 100%. Without further ado... Question number seven. Okay, I love this one because uh, it's a question that I've always wanted to ask myself if I was a female. Um, Santa is coming soon. Which gift would you choose? Handbags or shoes? Well, um, I would definitely pick shoes. It's um, I'm not much of a handbag person because yeah. I'm always with my computer you know, with me. Um, but I do love my shoes and the different sizes, you know, the different styles. And, um, you know, I can go to a, a five-day conference and bring 10 pairs of shoes. 10 so, pairs of um, shoes. What are you going to do with 10 pairs of shoes? Well, when you're on your feet all day, you know, you have to wear flats and be comfortable. And then if you go out to the, um, 
you know, the vendor parties at night or the vendor meetings at night, you know, you want to be a little more dressed up. Okay, hectic. I'm hearing a, I'm hearing a, a four-legged friend there in the background. Love dogs. Yeah, I got, Love dogs. I'm so a, does Lucy. So, yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. Sorry about that. <laughs> no stress, no stress. Loving it, loving it. Um, okay, cool. Question number eight. If you ordered an Uber ride, okay, so you've gone on the app, you've ordered an Uber ride, and the car that you're getting picked up in is a Lamborghini. Do you cancel the ride or do you tell the driver to swap seats and why? I tell the driver to swap seats for sure. There's no question there. <laughs> yes. Yes. And um, because I love new experiences. I mean, it's a Lamborghini. Who does not want to drive a Lamborghini? I don't. That question, it seems like a no brainer. I All mean, right. um, the biggest problem I have is I can't drive stick, <laughs> but, but hopefully the Lamborghini is, you know, automatic and I would definitely find an area where I can open it up and let it ride, you know. Oh, would you be do would you be doing like donuts in the parking lot and just like lighting up those tires, smoke everywhere if you had the opportunity? I definitely would. I oh. would definitely put it to the test. Beth, you've just made my day with that now. I can just imagine you behind the wheel, big smile on your face. Putting your foot down, letting that little uh, Lamborghini scream. And I'm thinking of a red Lamborghini. So <laughs> red, red. Okay, I was okay. Yeah. Red Lamborghini. Hmm. Do they actually make I'm, it in red? Are they actually allowed to make it in red? I don't think so. But that's you know, again, that's what came to mind when I you know I've seen it on TV or movies. Yeah, yeah. But but I think the cops would have a field day. <laughs> okay, for all you Uber drivers that are out there that have got Lamborghinis, please pull up to Beth's house on the next uh, Uber request. She's definitely <laughs> going to take you for a spin. There you go. <laughs> question Sounds number, like fun. Yeah, question number nine. What makes you love doing what you do? Okay, well, people are going to think I'm crazy, but I love – I'm a technology person and I'm a people person. Mm -hmm. And what I love is the technology is always changing. It's never, you know, the same. So, you know, you know, two plus two always equals four. But when something new comes out, it's not always doing the same thing that you were doing. Yeah, I've noticed that. And then that. you get to, yeah, and so it's never boring. I mean, some good, some bad, um, but how many people can say, I know everything about CRM or I know everything about Dynamics 365? You never say that, especially in today's world. You know, technology's been around, and, and a lot of things are cyclical, um, but you never stop learning. Uh, you know, I joke around XML files are kind of like the I and I files from the day of old when yeah. Windows, but now that you're coming up with all this new um, power apps and whatnot, you know, it's, it's not the same old CRM. It's not going to be, you know, you, if you aren't up for change, then you're in the wrong business if you're in technology. No, true. But then also I had a, I had a, I had a different conversation with a couple of individuals um, about this in terms of we, we had a bit of a banter maybe a disargument or disagreement, which we eventually resolved at the end with a private phone call. But do you think people should actually start specializing in the, the dynamics field? Um, I think they, they're going to need to, to a degree. I mean, that's what Microsoft is pushing for. Yep. But if you don't know the back end and you don't know the core base of it, then you're never going to be able to do that. Um, again, that's what Microsoft's pushing for. But I don't know that the customers are ready for that. Um, you know, I think we're, again, you're going to have, you know, it's just like any, any vertical, right? People are going to, 
are going to specialize in manufacturing or people are going to specialize in, in help desk. So I don't think it's going to be um, ra as radical as people think. It's mm -hmm. just the way they're explaining it. But um, I think if you want to be an MVP or whatnot going forward, you're going to have to have a specialty because you can't know it all. Okay. Um, no, no. And, and, you know, it's going to be a tough road, but it's not going to happen. You know, the problem is everyone thinks they need to know it tomorrow, like Power Apps and Power BI. Everybody thinks, oh, I need to learn this tomorrow. Well, you don't because the customers aren't all there yet. You know, you need to eventually learn it and you need to put it on your radar. Um, but, you know, work with what your customers are, are looking for because, well, especially Internet of Things, right? That's a great product and mm -hmm. great thing. But how many small companies can really get in that business, right? And my biggest example is you have the Nest system, you know, the air conditioning thermostat, Nest, where they have all your stats on your air conditioning and they can tell you when something's going wrong. But what about your local AC company? They can't get into those stats. They can't get into that stuff. And they need a CRM system too. And they need a help desk system as well. Mm. So they're not ready for the IoT stuff yet because unless they buy information from Nest, they don't, they'd have to buy certain tools and certain products to be able to do that, and they don't have the financial means. Yeah, it all comes at a cost, unfortunately. I mean, even though that I love the IoT of things, I mean, I, I demo it a lot. I really do. I love it. Like you're saying, I think it all depends on the customer's requirements. And and a lot of companies, you know, aren't the Microsofts and the big companies. They are small to mid-sized companies, and so many of these partners have made their business to, with small to mid-sized companies. So they're not as they should not be in as a rush to have those ready to go. Not true, hundred percent. Beth, I got one more question, which is my question number ten. One last thing: Who would you like next on the podcast for those dynamics guys, and why? So there's a, a gentleman I worked with at Tribridge who used to work for Microsoft, and we brought him over to Tribridge because he has so much um, infrastructure, CRM, and SQL knowledge. And his name is Dan Francis, okay, and he Dan still Francis. works for he works he works for DXC, and he's a quiet guy, but he is so intelligent, and he is a lot of people's go-to people when it comes to infrastructure and tuning, even online, because as you know, Microsoft you know doesn't always do the tuning you know the way we would like him, especially they don't know our needs. Mm -hmm. But he um, he has the Microsoft background, and he knows what he's talking about when it comes to Dynamics 365 and the system. But he's a quiet guy, and he's, I call him an unsung hero, because um, whenever we have performance problems, he was the person we'd go to to come in and, and fix them. Okay, no, awesome, awesome. Well, for me, Beth, this has been great. Um, the three key takeaways that I've actually had with you is definitely shoes, get a Lamborghini to surprise you, and <laughs> at the end of the day is to have emotion. And uh it is. It has actually been real chatting to you, Beth. You're a great person by the sounds of it. As a great mom as well, and uh, we really look forward to hearing from you in the future. And if you can, just pop me all your social links, and uh, we'll get you out there and that type of thing. So, Beth, thank you very much, and really appreciate thank your you. time. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Right. Appreciate it. Take care. Have a good day. Bye bye. Cheers, bye.